Hi, this is Dan Smith, and this is God Talks for OC Grace Online University. So good morning to you, or good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you are. I'm Pastor Dan Smith, and here at Garden Grove Adventist Church, my office, and this is God Talk. I don't know how many you've listened to, but for me, this is number 16, and uh, we'll see where these all go. The issue I want to look at for 10 minutes today is this. How can we put together the cross of Jesus with his message of nonviolence? One of the most common understandings of the cross that millions of people teach and believe is that God has to punish sin through death. We've talked about that part before. When God said at the tree in the Garden of Eden in Genesis 2, if you eat of the tree, you shall surely die. They believe that God was setting up death as punishment for sin. God is so holy and sin is so serious that we cannot punish it by just a few minutes sitting in a corner or taking away going to the movies on Saturday night. This is sin against the holy God of the universe. And we just can't have it. People have to die. But of course, we have 2 Peter 3.9 where it says, God is not willing that any should perish. So on the one hand... The wages of sin is death. But God doesn't want anybody to die. So God has to do something. So he sends Jesus down to die in our place. And God pours out his wrath on Jesus instead of on us. Yes, it was Roman soldiers who did the actual dirty work, but ultimately it was God himself pouring out his stored up wrath against sin on Jesus, his own son. Or so they say. But here's the problem. You go back to the book of Daniel. Daniel 2 has this great image of gold and silver and brass and iron. And Daniel 7 has the lion, bear, and the leopard, and the dragon. Everybody believes they're talking about Babylon, Medo-Persia, Greece, and Rome. How do those empires become empires? By destroying the empire before them. Cyrus came from Persia, now Iran, and surrounded Babylon. Babylon thought they were safe. The walls were 20 foot thick. They have food for 20 years. They have the river Euphrates going right through their city. No problem. But Cyrus digs a dry lake. They divert some of the river. Now there's space under the wall. Belshazzar's in his banquet hall with a thousand people drinking. And they destroy Babylon and set up a new empire. 200 years later, Alexander the Great does it to Persia. 150 years later, Rome does it to Greece. 600 years later, tribes came from all over Europe, down from the north, and did it to Rome. And the text uses all violent terms. Crushing, smashing, breaking. But then after the ten toes and the ten horns, it says there will be a new kingdom. The kingdom of God that will never be destroyed. A rock cut out without hands that becomes a mountain that fills the whole earth. And look what it says, Daniel 2.34. It struck the statue and smashed the statue. Broken to pieces. It will crush all these kingdoms. Is God just like all the other beasts and uses violence and war to destroy his enemies and set up his own kingdom, including destroying his own son? Is God just one more beast that uses violence to get his way? But now go to the end of the book of Revelation. John sees an open door into the throne room of the universe. And there's God himself on the throne, and he has a scroll with seven seals that no one can open. 
And it says, John starts to weep because no one is worthy to open the seals and see what's in the scroll. And an angel says to John in Revelation 5, 5 and 6, Do not weep, because there's a lion and a lamb that is worthy to open the scroll. Everybody knows it's Jesus. He's the lion and the lamb. So what is the Bible saying? In the middle of all these beasts in Daniel and the beasts in Revelation, God is not one more beast who uses violence to get his way. Yes, he's a lion, the king of beasts. Yes, he has the power to do whatever he wants. But he's also a lamb. He's not a beast. He doesn't use the same weapons of war that the dragon can use. He doesn't use violence. He doesn't use lies. He doesn't use force or coercion. Only love and goodness and truth. And what does it say? Revelation 5 verse 6. Then I saw a lamb looking as if it had been slain. The cross is the opposite of violence. He is not the one killing. He is the one being killed. He's the lamb led to the slaughter from Isaiah 53. Jesus says in John 18, 36, My kingdom is not of this world. Otherwise my servants would fight. But my kingdom is from another place. Whatever we believe about the cross, the one thing it cannot be is violent from God's side. Jesus is a lamb and God is like Jesus. So God is like a lamb. God wants nothing to do with violence. Peter tries to cut someone's head off with a sword and cut off someone's ear, and Jesus puts it back. He who lives by the sword dies by the sword. He tells people to turn the other cheek as much as it has to do with you. Live in peace with all men. Love your neighbors yourself. Forgive 70 times 7. Love never ends. Love is never easily offended. That's what God is like. This is God talk. We hope you'll at least think about it. The nonviolent God. Study it. And come back to be with us next week for another session of God Talk. God bless you.